What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show on. Today, which I'm recording, is May 6, 2021. That's right. We going bad or back because I did an episode last week. If you if you if you didn't watch it, if you did, you need to go watch it and rate that show five stars. Um, but yeah, we going bad or back because I got some ads. Anyways, uh, <laughs> make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts so we can move up the algorithm, which brings in new listeners. Okay. Rated five stars. We need new listeners. We appreciate the current ones, but we always want to grow. And if you want to financially support the show, if you want to take your support even further, you can financially support the show by considering sending over a donation to my cash app. My cash app is dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. I repeat, dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. That is the the the, the cash app. It doesn't matter what you send, dog. A dollar, five, hundred million. We we appreciate everything. Um. But yeah, what's going on with me? What's going on with me, man? Same thing as last week. I mean, it's another week. It's nothing too crazy going on. You know what I'm saying? Still trying to figure out this editor shit. Um, I got a couple quick stories. Some interesting gaming news that came out. And then I took a bunch of questions from you guys. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. Uh, I keep it real because whenever I have, whenever I'm about to do a new episode, I always post a tweet. Hey, guys, uh, I'm about to record a new episode. So make sure to submit your questions. Uh, when I, and, and they, they reply to the shit, but yeah, same old, same old, just another week. Actually, uh, the episode wouldn't have been due to like Saturday. That's usually when I record, like on the last day that it's due and then I just throw it up. But uh, I had to knock this one out early in the earlier in the week than usual. Cause I got somewhere to be this weekend. Um, so where I'm going, <laughs> none of your fucking business, man. None of your fucking business. I'm going to the moon, safe moon. I am not a financial advisor, but I would not be upset if you bought some. I'm trying to listen. Anyways, uh, quick stories. Let's get into this. I got I got shit to do. I got to pack. I got to fucking uh, I got to run some errands anyway. I got stuff to do. Anyways, quick stories. Let's get into it. Yo, South, what's going on, man? Like I know I live in Florida, but I'll never claim this place, man. The South gonna hold you down. The South gonna hold you down. Yeah, the South is the South is definitely about to do more than hold you down. So, state of South Carolina in specific. Ooh, let me get rid of this damn. Uh, let me get rid of this. What is this giant? Uh, the alerts. Boom, get rid of that. Anyways, the state of South Carolina. What's, what's, what's going on with y'all, man? From AP News. South Carolina House adds firing squad to execution methods. I put this in the group DM and the group DM went crazy, man. I literally could not believe what the fuck I read on the timeline on Twitter. I said, I said, what is, is are we, is this America or Nazi Germany? What the fuck is this shit? So anyways. Um, the South Carolina House voted Wednesday to add a firing squad to the state's execution methods amid a lack of lethal inter- injection drugs. Re- let me repeat that. They're adding a fire squad because they ran out of poison. They said, oh, we, we're tired of killing you niggas by in- in- injecting you with shit. Uh, so we're just going to start shooting you. A measurement to jumpstart executions in a state that once had one of the busiest death chambers in the nation. The bill approved by 60 by a 66 to 43 vote, meaning that like it wasn't a landslide, but like it it was a pretty easy. It was a definitive victory uh, will require condemned inmates to choose either being shot or electrocuted if lethal direct injection is not available. Let me repeat that. OK, since this this thing that passed, I guess it was approved with a 66 to 43 vote. It will require inmates to choose between being shot or electrocuted if lethal injection drugs aren't available. Now imagine you're on death row and they're saying, hey, look, man, we're all out of that fucking, that poison that we all normally inject you with so you can die. 
so instead, do you want to put a hat on your head and get electrocuted to death? Or do you want to get shot in your fucking head? Which one is it? Like, imagine having to sit there with that thought. And then on top of that, imagine having to sit there with that thought, knowing that you're fucking innocent. Because let's, 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 mass incarceration is a thing. Let's talk about this, okay? Uh, this is, this is fucking problematic, man. This is, I normally don't try to get into, like, the politics and shit, but, like, this is, this is fucking gross, like, I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't even know how I feel about the death sentence. Like, let's say, let's say somebody kills somebody, like, killing that person, is it gonna bring back the person? Like, I feel like, this is the way my brain works, right? Let's say I murdered somebody. For me, putting me out of my misery would actually be a good thing because then I don't have to deal with because at some point I don't care I'm sure there are some people out there that are just straight up savages but I, I think most people if they were to murder somebody and then they have to sit in a fucking cell for 40 plus years or the rest of their life you're gonna start thinking the cogs are gonna start moving and you're gonna have remorse like we're fucking human right uh so in my opinion I feel like giving somebody a life sentence for murder is way more like it does more to they, they I feel like it would fuck with them more versus just putting them out of their misery. Cause like, let's say, let's say somebody kills somebody and then the state decides to kill them like a year later. Like they might not even be remorseful for this shit. They were like, whatever, fuck him. I killed him. And now I get to leave. I don't got to deal with no more bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I, I, I tell you this much, man. If I was, if I was to get fucking killed by the state, I, I think I would rather have a lethal injection rather than electrocution or being shot in the back. That shit just seems inhumane. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and then the, people wonder why the South gets clowned on. Like, this shit is like, 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 dude. Okay, if you don't know what a firing squad is, fucking Google this. Okay, and make sure to put your web browser on private because you know that the government be spying and shit. They're gonna be like, why this motherfucker uh, looking up with a firing squad? And put your put your web browser on private. Uh, Google fucking what is a firing squad they like line you up in front of a fucking ditch um like the nazis used to do this shit the jewish people they, they line you up in front of a fucking ditch a bunch of people and then they say fire and then when you die you fall into the ditch they throw dirt on you bye imagine standing in there having a dip bro i don't know man south carolina this is i ain't gonna hold you i don't know if anybody in my listeners are from south carolina move to north carolina please this is why north carolina is winning uh, I fuck with North Carolina. Not only is the food good, the women are thick, but um, I mean, like it's they're calling it like the what's the word? The the what's the name of the South between Texas and North Carolina? They're calling it the the what do they call it in Cali where, um, you know, all the tech people be at? You know, it, it's they got rally. They got fucking um, what's the name? And then where's where's the baby? Yo, I'm tired. I cannot think this podcast sucks. I can't remember any fucking thing. What is the name of that city? Uh, fucking LaMelo Ball plays there. I'm about to Google LaMelo Ball. If you're watching the video version, I look crazy. Charlotte, Charlotte. They got Charlotte. That's a great tech city. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I got to run a million errands. I'm all over the place. You're probably just laughing at me because like, I can relate, bro. I can relate. I'm always tired, bro. I'm always tired too, man. But yeah, they got several great cities in North Carolina. This is why North Carolina is winning. This is why North Carolina is getting all the business. There are several, several Fortune 500 companies that are in North, that have their headquarters in fucking North Carolina. There's a reason why South Carolina is having a hard time attracting business. And this is not looking good for your state record. So I don't know. I don't got no influence over. I just I don't think this is it, man. This this shit ain't cute. I'm tired of talking about this. Let's let's talk about something a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, what other news do I got for you? Just a quick bite. Oh, this ain't even no like it ain't an article, but Dogecoin is going crazy, bro. Going 
going crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck that was. Yo, like, I, oh, man. So I made some money off of Dogecoin. Once again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you to buy Dogecoin. I'm just talking about it. I just never thought I'd see the day that it, like, at its peak on, like, Tuesday, I think, it got up to, like, 65 cents. Um, and if you never invested, if you, you're trying to figure out why that's a big deal, if, if you would have bought it when it was like dirt cheap and it shot up to 65 mil, like 65 mil, 65 cents, you'd be a fucking millionaire. And like, that's what I was thinking about. Because I remember last year when Dogecoin was literally less than a penny. It was a fraction of a penny. And I remember sitting there looking on Robinhood like, why the fuck would I ever buy this shit, bro? And another reason is because Dogecoin doesn't have any utility. That's why I didn't buy it back then. Dogecoin it still to this day doesn't have any utility. I think um, Newegg said that they're accepting it. And then I think the Oakland A's. Right, but who the fuck goes to Oakland A's games? Like, uh, you look stupid. Uh, I'm joking. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so it had no real world utility. It's just starting to get some. And that's why I didn't buy it. But man, if I would have bought that shit back when it was a fraction of a penny, if I would put $100, $1,000 on that shit, bro, I wouldn't stream for six months or some shit like that, bro. I'd be fucking rich, bro. So this is a, this is a real thing. There are like Dogecoin millionaires out there. I have made some, some. I made a few hundred off of Dogecoin. Like I'll put like 300 there. I put like 500 there, turn it into 800 or something like that. Uh, but I, I was buying in when it was like 20 cents and then would shoot up to like 40. So you make that quick little double flip or whatever. Um, just know if you fuck with this shit, it's super volatile. Um, but for those of you who are wondering why Dogecoin is going so crazy, not only is it starting to get some real world utility, it's, it started off as a meme, but um, SNL, um, this, this, this Saturday, Elon Musk is going to be appearing on there. So they're expecting him to make some type of monologue or skit mentioning Dogecoin. So then people's FOMO will start to kick in, which if those of you unaware, FOMO is an acronym for fear of missing out. Um, you got people like Meek Mill tweeting about Meek Mill tweeted. Let me see if I can go find that Meek Mill tweet. Let me go to his tweet. Meek Mill. You got people like Meek Mill and other celebrities like Soldier Boy and shit talking about that shit. Uh, he said, man, I'm tired of missing out or some shit like that. This, this man is living. They writing articles about this dude, bro uh this man and like i don't know bro i don't know if meek will ever hear this i don't know who told you to buy dogecoin at fucking 65 cents uh because there's no guarantee the only way you're gonna make money off of this is if it gets to like 70 cents to like a dollar and even still it's about how much you invested into it uh i don't know who told him to buy it i'm not buying it and no fucking i'm waiting for another dip because that's what i do i do quick flips i'm waiting for it to see because i feel like the new floor is probably going to be like 40 or like 30 cents now that we gotten up to 60 right now it's having a run because of the snl shit i'm not buying it right now but when it dips again i'll probably buy some let it go up and then make quick flips or whatever like that but you got meek mill out here saying man i'm tired of being left i want to be in the investment game and shit Listen, don't let FOMO get you the thing. The key to making money. And once again, I'm not a financial advisor, but the key to getting money is you got to get in early. You got to see things for what they are. And like just me sitting back. I seen it. I seen it, bro. I fucking seen this shit when it was less than a penny. I didn't even I remember looking at Dogecoin on the fucking Robinhood app. I didn't even know what that number was, bitch. I deadass did not know what that number was. It was like less than a penny point three four four five six i was like why the fuck would i buy this shit but if i would have if i would have put a hundred dollars on that shit i could have got millions of coins for fucking dirt cheap and flipped that shit i could have been a dogecoin millionaire so i'm learning the hard way bro that shit hurt my spirit she, and seeing that shit go to 65 cents possibly a dollar <sighs> shit going crazy 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 so i'm not gonna catch me slipping now I'm looking at other things, you know, Cardano, you know what I'm saying, Algorand, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, we, of course we got money in Bitcoin, of course we got money in Ethereum, you know what I'm saying, we looking at Safe Moon and shit, boy, 
Once again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I would not be mad if you bought SafeMoon, bro. I'm trying to get some motherfucking money. But I'm done talking about this. And I don't want to see no comments say, oh, why don't you do a fucking investment podcast? Or why don't you do videos about making money? I'm not an expert, bro. I'm not an expert, okay? I, don't get me wrong. I be giving money, but I don't feel comfortable giving people financial advice and shit like that. Go to my man Siggy, man. Check out the Money Talks podcast by Siggy V or Siggy Guns. Um... He, he does a lot of great content. Also, he streams um, on Twitch and he, he literally talks about the latest stock news every fucking day he goes over. So if you want to learn, I get a lot of information from him, but also a lot of my own personal research. And always remember that it's always a risk. It's always a risk. I don't know who told. There's like a meme on TikTok. Don't stocks always go up, bro? No. Don't cryptos always go up, bro? No. Do not invest any money that you are afraid to lose do not be putting your fucking paycheck don't be putting your baby's uh formula your milk formula uh money on 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 cryptos and shit like that i got you're gonna need a little bit of play money start where you at and scale to it you know what i'm saying if all you can invest is 20 dollars for the month start with that that's cool turn that 20 to a 50 bitch anyways um apex let's get into the gaming apex season nine it dropped i previewed it i, I talked about the patch notes last week we finally got to play it. So for those of you unaware, if you don't know what's new in Apex Season 9, um, obviously there's changes to the maps. There's a new bow and arrow, which, by the way, first impressions of the bow and arrow. In my opinion, it's cool early and late game. Like, let's say you rush down and there's a bunch of teams and you just need to pick up a weapon. I'll shoot the bow and arrow. It hits like a fucking truck. Um, but do I like it late game? Nah. In my opinion, it's not in a replacement for a sniper rifle. Um, the sniper rifle, I can shoot at semi-auto versus I got to pull... <laughs> pull the damn string back and shit on the bow and arrow but it does hit like a truck it's a high risk high reward type of thing so if you get good with it like you can do some crazy somebody dropped my shield and i had a purple shield and he dropped my shield and like damn near all my health with one with one headshot with the bow and arrow but it's really hard to hit and you look fucking crazy because i was sniping at him and i was hitting him a lot uh but he would heal and then he finally got a shot on me i was like whoa it made me respect this shot so the bow and arrows eh, it's like mid-tier in my opinion but some people are really gonna like it um they added a new character, Valkyrie, aka Valk. <sighs> Fire, bro. I see some people in my chat saying that shit was fucking. She's mid tier. What? Valk is top tier already, in my opinion. I wouldn't be surprised that she can if she gets fucking nerfed. And here's why: A, she can fly. Um, when you are, if you're if you're playing when when you jump, you hold her jump button, and she and she literally can hover and fly anywhere. So if you like to snipe or you just like to get the high ground, she's perfect for getting the high ground. Or, and then she has jet fuel and it constantly replenishes after like a certain period of time so her mobility is fucking amazing to be able to get around the map but then she has utility she's a scout um so she can also scan where the next circle is and then another dope thing that like i didn't see in the patch notes and like her she has a passive whenever she's flying in the air not with the jetpack but like um when you hop on a jet balloon or you use her alt her, uh, a jump balloon or her alt she can see all the enemies nearby like if she has like a little scanner so you'll know where they are and you can land where they are fucking amazing like she's the definition of a scout so like with valk i like to jump balloon spam and just see who's in the fucking area and then her ultimate allows you to redeploy and it allows you to redeploy without a jump balloon you go straight into the air and then you go flying and what's dope is your teammates can jump on the jetpack with you and you can redeploy the whole team i see her being good and ranked and just bro we i kid you not we we mostly been playing arena which we're gonna get into that in a minute uh i've only played four br games we've won three of the four br games that i played so far and i played all with valk and that one game we lost we got second place it was really close it was a sweaty match but like she's amazing if for fucking rotating and just 
seeing enemies and like i like to snipe so she fits my playstyle. she feels like octane but she can fly um so i'm fucking with valk heavy uh i'm definitely gonna be playing her a lot and then they added a new game called game mode called arena which is a 3v3 um tdm mode it plays like csgo or valorant if you're into that where basically you start off the round with a certain number of points and you use those points to buy weapons and upgrades and stuff like that and based off your play you'll have more money to buy better weapons and upgrades very simple straight to the point if you're not in the mood for br get to it that shit is addicting last night's stream all we played was fucking arena i played arena for like four hours straight Red, my record is crazy you motherfuckers in the chat talking shit i uploaded a motherfucking uh arena gameplay where like we went crazy siggy lagged out and me and, and me and ethos won the match and then siggy siggy came bruh it was crazy we was playing on a handicap and we still won motherfuckers talking in the comments yo i thought tbh said he was nice bro we literally just won a 2v3 and they i yeah only on youtube and this is why i focus on twitch only on youtube can you upload something positive and niggas will hate on you bro they will hate on you for anything and it doesn't make me mad i think it's funny like this dude's not even nice you just a high silver bro or like whatever if you actually came through to the streams you would see i'm not silver ranked uh if i had to net my the highest i have been is plat three but if but that's because i stopped playing ranked if we're being honest i think i'm a diamond level player i play with diamonds and fucking masters all the fucking time and i do fine in their lobbies uh but y'all hating uh, i would fucking i would fucking destroy you but when you can't you're in the comments just talking shit you just you're just a bum get out of here uh i'm actually pretty decent apex is one of those games like i say i'm actually pretty decent at the fucking game like get out of here and did i ever say that i was like a pro level player no but i'm definitely above average i'm definitely but we be clapping people even last night like we went on a run we went on like a 10 game run a 10 game win in apex um people were like yo you are fucking nasty with that that sniper rifle yeah i guess busy uh when i when i genuinely enjoy a game i'll get sweaty with it and like i think i'm gonna return to rank i'm gonna try to uh i'm gonna grind for diamond this season probably uh just gotta find the right squad but this is probably the best season the most excited i've been for apex since uh probably season two or three or whatever uh that's when i really started getting into it heavy i've been playing since day one day zero but um season two was like i think where apex started to come into its own and season nine this is an amazing am it's a ton of fucking content and i'm pretty sure in season 10 the new feature is probably going to be ranked arena they need to add ranked arena because like we was we was pub stomping in fucking arena last night it feels it feels good instead of getting like on average i would say we get like two to three wins in the br uh when i'm streaming if i stream for like two to three hours we'll get like two or three wins um but it, it feels good to just be able to hop in the arena because it's so quick and just get 10 wins in two hours bro that shit feels great bah, 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 bah. so if you haven't played apex uh this is a great time to join the community uh content is at an all-time high gameplay is fire if you're not in the mood to play br you can hop in the arena if you're not in the mood for arena you can hop in the br or you can use the arena to warm up your uh your aim basically i, I feel like that's a good i don't know man respawn is killing it give respawn a flowers man we we got to give credit when credit is due i'm really enjoying the game check out apex it's free to play just don't play the switch version because it's basura um let's see next gaming story i got for you is uh this one's kind of quick i don't really know what else to say I, i'm gonna be honest i didn't even read this i literally just found this like right before it so there's a new division game coming out called the division heartland um it's a free-to-play standalone game for pc playstation and xbox coming somewhere between 2021 and 2022 let's actually click the article and read about it uh blah 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 we will launch yeah we know new ip we know uh, work on the division two anyway heartland isn't only the new game uh oh, 
Let's see, this is why it's important to read. Uh, but uh, see, Heartland is a standalone game that doesn't require the previous experience with the series, but will provide an all new perspective on the universe in a new setting. The game will be available, available 2021 to 2022 on PC and console in the cloud. Those interested in participating in the early test phases can sign up here. So uh, go on Ubisoft site, news.ubisoft.com uh, and search for like uh, the division uh, Heartland and you can sign up for the beta. Or look on Twitter, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be able to find a link easily if you're listening to the audio version. Heartland uh, isn't the only new game in the development. The division will also be coming to mobile platforms for the very first time, bringing the universe to an even wider audience and we'll have more details on that exciting project later. This goes back to what I was talking about on the last podcast because somebody had asked about uh, mobile gaming and where you see it going as the future. Graphically, we're already there. Like it's console comparable. They just got to figure out the controls and the fact that they have announced a mobile version of the division. I can see it because in the division, you only run like what three or four man teams or whatever. It's not going to be a lot of shit on the screen and it's mostly a PVE game. I can see this working on a mobile and it's third person. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that. That sounds like it's going to be fire. So not only is there a new console PC version coming, but a mobile version. So. Uh, just be aware that Ubisoft announced the Division Heartland. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the gameplay. What's really cool is I like the fact that this is free to play. It's going to be available on every platform. And then also just a request Ubisoft, if anybody from this hears this, yo, consider making this, um, making it cross play, uh, especially because it's free to play. I would like to see more games. Yo, go free to play cross play. You can charge whatever the fuck you want for skins. I don't care. But like, this is the, this is the formula. I feel like in my opinion, to to get ahead of the competition nowadays there's so many freaking games man between steam xbox don't got none but sony well playstation 5 don't got none but the ps4 do um and then the switch <laughs> there's so many games right there's so many comp there's so much competition and you can get lost in the void so how do you make yourself stand out the easiest way and this is why fortnite blew up the easiest way is to make your game free to play motherfuckers got a million different choices and most of it is between 30 and 60 dollars we can't buy all these i got money i can't buy all these fuck i'm broke actually uh but let's say like, let's say i pretend like i didn't have like let's pretend like i did have money right i still wouldn't be able to afford all these games it's too much bro and also you don't have that much time to invest in it the easiest way to get people excited about something is make it free to play and make it cross play and for two reasons low barrier to entry all i got to do is download the game and then b if it's free to play it's going to get more people excited in the sense that like okay you know i didn't want to play the division at first i, I didn't it, it'll give more it'll make more people give it a chance and like if people see their friends playing it and they know it's free to play they're going to at least give it a try so this is a good move by ubisoft uh, the division is not the greatest game ever but like the fact that it's going free to play i fuck with this they said bye bye the division 2 shout out to ubisoft we give w's when w's are due can't wait to see the first gameplay trailer um the division's always been all right to me so hopefully they step it up it's like a seven the division 2 hopefully they step it up so go sign up for that alpha if you want to get some early hands-on gameplay another story speaking of no games uh la, 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 la. Sony announces investment in partnership with Discord to bring the chat app to PlayStation. This is actually one of the biggest news stories of the week. Sony and Discord have announced a partnership that will integrate the latter part, uh, the latter's popular gaming-focused chat app with PlayStation's own built-in social tools. It's a big move and a fairly surprising one, given how recently the acquisition talks were in the air. Basically, Microsoft was talking about buying Discord, but Sony was like, nah, 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 nah. Y'all don't got no games, and y'all not about to have no chat app either. Um... The exact nature of the partnership is not expressed in the brief announcement post. The closest we come to hearing what actually happened is the two companies plan to bring Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting earlier next year, which is at least easy enough to imagine. 
Um, Discord is partnered with console platforms, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Microsoft, eh, this is almost certainly most friends can see what you're playing on PS5. And basically, you're going to be able to... Um, you're going to be able to use Discord on PlayStation. The timeline of early 2022 is also suggested that a major product change probably coinciding with a big platform updates roadmap. Uh, while the new PlayStation is better than the old one, when it comes to voice chat, and these are all just opinions, Discord is coming to PlayStation. Um, this is, I don't care from a console standpoint. I care more so because since a lot of games are moving towards um, cross-play and free-to-play, uh, since more games are moving towards cross-play, you need something in place to be able to chat with one another. So if Discord comes to PlayStation, maybe even Xbox, maybe one day, it'll be nice because not only will we be able to cross play between our different games, like say the new division, you'll actually be able to chat. Um, it, I, I get it's a pain in the ass for console gamers to have to boot up their laptop or whatever kind of PC they have to talk to their PC gamer friends on Discord. So like if we could all be in one ecosystem and we could all see what we're playing, fire. So this is a great acquisition from Sony. Uh, the only thing is like <laughs> the joke was if you didn't see this when this news first broke uh when sony first announced they they bought stake in in discord discord stopped working that day it, like the servers went down i was like mm. <sighs> playstation 5 already gonna got no games now i can't talk to nobody i hope this is not a reoccurring theme or i hope discord don't start getting hacked because they start implementing sony's shitty ass security systems or whatever so shout out to sony for taking that w Xbox is your move. And that's actually my next story that I got. Believe it or not, I know a lot of y'all think I have, I'm an Xbox hater, but I say it and I say it again, man. I just be one of these companies to win. You gotta get in the ass about shit, bro. When when Nintendo was doing the Wii U bullshit, we had the Wii U sad music. It's just Xbox turn, bro. We going on two generations where they don't got no motherfucking games. I get it. The Game Pass got, you know, it's got multi-platform games, but for like a lot of people, they like that but then there's also a lot of people that like bro i'm not gonna buy an xbox just to play 2k on the damn game pass bro i can just buy the damn game especially because it goes 20 dollars a month later um and boyfriend dungeon on the game pass but we give w's when w's do so i'm gonna give a i'm gonna give a w to xbox and this is what we're talking about microsoft explored reducing its xbox store cut to shake up console gaming confidential microsoft documents reveal some big plans are coming Microsoft has been planning to cut its Xbox. Microsoft has been planning to cut its Xbox store cut to just 12%, according to confidential documents filed in the Epic Games versus Apple case. So that's still going on. They're they're still beefing. Basically, the gist of this article is because of that case, some documents leaked online that Microsoft might have some plans in the near future to reduce their their take on how much games make on their store. Uh, in the document, it reveals all games will move from uh, to 88 to a 12% 12 um, 12% cut. Originally, I guess Microsoft was taking a 30% store cut. Uh, so now these documents are saying they plan to reduce that store cut to 12%. Now, why is this? This is like business stuff related stuff. Why is this a big deal? This is a big deal because Xbox doesn't have any fucking games. And the easiest way to get games on your platform is make it easy for game developers to make as much money off of their product as possible. It's very expensive to develop games. So if they can find a higher profit margin, maybe we'll start seeing more exclusives on the Xbox knowing that they're only taking 12% um, because originally they were taking 30%. And just to give you an idea, uh, Steam takes 30% too. That's one of the reasons the Epic Game Store is popping right now. So this is good. Very, very pro consumer i'm actually curious to see if sony will answer this call will they reduce their cut on because i'm gonna be honest i don't really see any reason why any store should be taking 30 percent 
of these fucking these game developers uh money especially because it's hard to be like game studios collapse every day b um i'm gonna be honest i don't really see they're just hosting the game on their servers but at the end of the day the software is what keeps people on the hardware in the first person in the first place so it's 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 a symbiote relationship they need each other and the reality is i don't see a reason for them to be taking a 30 percent cut it's just kind of greedy i don't see a reason to take more than 10 percent. it's not your fucking game let the developers make their money I don't know. I don't know. Um, but my, it looks like Microsoft, and this is not guaranteed. These are just documents of things that they plan to do. So maybe we'll see this in the future. If anybody from Microsoft hears this podcast, which I highly doubt because it fucking sucks, so make sure to rate it five stars. I encourage you to reduce the cut down to 12, 10% if you can. This is how you get game, game developers on your platform. And right now, you guys are fucking struggling. You don't have any fucking games besides Boyfriend Dungeon, okay? I'm not getting the game pass to play halo infinity comcast i'll just buy the fucking game and then be done because you're not going to get me in the ecosystem with a monthly bill knowing i'm not going to play most of them fucking games on that platform anyways so w's to microsoft uh but no it's a it's a lowercase w because this is, hasn't been confirmed and if you want the big w make it happen don't be just writing shit down make it happen by the end of the year we want to see these fucking cuts on the game developers bro if you want if we want we want scale bound. We want scale bound. <laughs> Maybe Platinum Games will bring it back if you reduce the fucking cost to get on your store. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We want motherfucking scale bound. Man, it is hot. Summer is here. And I want to spend more time outside, man. With COVID going on, we've been pooped up indoors. I got my vaccine. So I plan on going on more nature walks and just seeing different types of views. And whether it's for work or play, a lot of us are going to be on the move this summer, okay? So my advice to you is take your Raycons with you. Whether you're at the workplace or you're in the gym, a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears can make all the difference. You get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons look great and they feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors and with customizable gel tips and Included for a comfortable in-ear fit and Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. I love the fact that these Raycons have a 24-hour battery life and because I do my streams in the morning when I work out sometimes I forget to charge it. I ain't even got to worry about that most of the time because it has that 24-hour battery life. Since they're a sponsor of the show, listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off of their products for my listeners, and here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Hokage, and there you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal, you'll want to grab a pair and then a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Hokage. Buyraycon.com slash Hokage. If it's one thing I know, it's that rituals get results. You wouldn't skip leg day, would you? It's the same idea if you want better skin hair, and overall health. And that's why Hawthorne has made it easy to build and maintain a personal care ritual that helps you look, smell, and feel your best. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. First, you take their quiz. They ask me things like, um, how often do you shower? How often do you wash your hair? Is your skin oily? What do you drink? Do you smoke? It was actually very easy to fill out and it only took a couple minutes. And at the end, I got an essentials bundle with all the products tailored to my body and lifestyle. The products that I got, Woo, first of all, the presentation was amazing. They come in this sleek black bottles, but the deodorant is great. It lasts all day and it goes on light. Uh, the lotion, the facial lotion is amazing. It's got my skin feeling great. 
uh, the colognes, it comes in a set of two, one for work and one for play. There's so much value here, you cannot deny it. And the best part is, Hawthorne takes the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping on your orders and returns. If you don't like their products, they'll retailer them based off of your feedback. And with high quality self-care products tailored specifically to your needs from Hawthorne, looking your best has never been easier. And since they're a sponsor of the show, Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and using promo code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off of your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code Hokage at hawthorne.co. Just remember, use promo code Hokage. Skillshare is a sponsor of this podcast. And if you want to witness your own transformation as you turn small steps into giant leaps, Skillshare makes it possible. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. And with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. I love Skillshare. I actually take the classes myself. One of the classes that I took recently was called Find Your Style, Five Exercises to Unlock Your Creative Identity by Andy J. Pizza, which is a great name, by the way. And the reason I took this course was because like everybody else, sometimes I get in creative droughts and I don't really know what to do. And I came across this on Skillshare. And what's really dope is not only did I learn how to unlock and break through, push through that drought, was these classes are short. There's, it comes in 12 parts and the longest is 13 minutes, but on average, they're like five minutes. And look at me now. I'm bringing you another podcast because of it. There's nothing better than getting better. Accomplishing growth is extremely satisfying for me. What's also satisfying is Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. And since they're a sponsor of the show, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Hokage and get a free trial of their premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash Hokage for a free premium membership at Skillshare.com slash Hokage. Let me get a swig of this water and then we gonna get into the question sections of the podcast and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A little water ASMR. Drink more water, y'all. Your body's 70% water. Your body's 70% water. Take care of it so it can function correctly. To quit worrying about why your phone so damn dry. My phone dry, bro. I'm gonna no bitches. I don't got no bitches because you don't drink enough water, boy. Um, anyways, let's get into the question side of the podcast. For those of you unfamiliar, if it's the first time listening, um, in the second half of the podcast, I always take questions from you, the community. Quick disclaimer: every episode that I drop before I do it, I always put out a tweet saying I'm working on show notes for the next episode. If you have any questions or topic suggestions, please reply to this tweet. And these are just people asking me questions, and this is just me answering them to the best of my ability. I am not God. I'm not the all-seeing eye. I don't have all the answers, so you can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. All right, let's get into it. Oh, follow me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. All right, let's get into it. First question comes from Shane, and he says, "What's something you wish you knew before starting an LLC?" I've been looking into I've been looking into it for the last month or so, and some things I'm working on later this year. Uh, the one thing I wish I knew, which for those of you unfamiliar. Quick class in session. LLC is short for limited liability company. Now, why is this important? Let's say you want to start your own business. Um, the worst thing you can do is mix your business, your personal checkings account with your business, right? So let's say, I don't know, let's say you run a salon or not. Most of my audience is men. So let's say you run a barbershop, right? Uh, you should not be putting all your barbershop money. You should start an LLC. I don't know, barbershop LLC, whatever the name of your fucking company is. You want to do that because let's say something happens at the barbershop, right? Where, I don't know, you cut somebody's ear off. If, 
<laughs> like we, we I, I've seen it before. Not that cut the ear off, but I've seen people get their ear cut, right? I see an accident happens at the barbershop where somebody trips and blows their knee out and shit, and they try to blame you, right? You want to have an LLC set up in place. So if somebody sues you, they're suing the company and their assets, but they can't sue you personally. So whatever the at you're going to have a separate business account for this LLC. So whatever that account is worth, that's what they're suing it for. But if you don't do this and something happens, let's say you have a barbershop and you don't have an LLC set up and somebody sues you, they can take you for everything, your fucking house, your car, the business and shit. So always keep your business separated from your personal life and just pay yourself a salary. That's why an LLC is important. It's incredibly easy to set up. You can go to your local your local government office or whatever. Or if you're lazy like me, you can literally do it online at LegalZoom.com. That's how I did it. Uh, what I wish I would have known before is that it's an annual fee. Like the way they, I don't know if they do it now, but like when I did it, like four or five years ago or something like that. I don't know how long it's been. Um, they made it seem like uh, it was just like a one-time fee. Like it was just a one-time three hundred dollar fee. And then like, nah, it's an annual $300 fee. So just be wary that you're going to have to pay an annual fee to keep your, your business on record. Uh, so always have that money tucked. But I mean, if your business is prospering, it shouldn't, that $300 shouldn't be that big of a deal. Sounds pretty simple, but I didn't know that. But keep in mind that you got to file every year and like make sure that your shit is straight. So that's what I wish I would have knew. And once again, if you want to know how I did it online, LegalZoom.com. Uh, you can file trademarks, copyrights, LLCs, S-Corps. Uh, a bunch of different corps and shit. Uh, you can get lawyers to read your paperwork if you want for like a hundred bucks or something like that. So everything's on the internet. Make use of it. We live in an era where um, there are no excuses. You literally have the power of knowledge in your pocket and you choose to double tap on booties and shit on Instagram and shit. You know, I get it. I double tap on booties too. But there's other things to do. Okay. Uh, and I wasn't talking to you in specific, Shane. I just, that's just me talking. Uh, the next question comes from the fro who knows. And he says, a lot of people feel that Kevin Samuels intentionally targets or embarrasses black women. I remember you saying you watch his content. How do you feel about this statement? First and foremost, I say, I'm tired of y'all coming in my chat asking me questions. Yo, have you heard about Kevin Samuels? Yo, do you know about Smite? Have you heard about this game called Warframe? Y'all always come in my chat and ask me shit that I try to put y'all onto. And I'm not speaking to you, Fro, who knows? I'm speaking just in general. People always try to put me onto shit that I try. You heard about Bro Hola? I be putting people onto shit. And what do people say to me? And more so, not on Twitch, but more so in the comments on YouTube. You're just a going. I literally been accused of this so many times. You're a going against the grain YouTuber. You're just trying to be different. Why don't you do what everybody else does? And then years later, the shit pops off like I told them it would. Because I have an eye for this thing. I was actually talking to my agent about this shit. Because he was like, yo, do you have any other aspirations uh, besides... Uh, some of the, I'm not going to give you all my goals, some of the other things that we've talked about. And he was like, you ever thought about getting into like management with uh, content creators, like music artists and shit? And I was like, yeah, it's something I've thought about like when I get older, uh, because like not to pat myself on the back, but I am. Uh, I was like, if you go watch all those Black History Month videos that I've done over the last few years where I mentioned content, black content creators, the majority of I would say like 80 to 90 percent of them have had some level of success they've all blown up on some different level uh because like i have an eye for the x factor it has nothing to even do with my shout my shout outs or whatever like i can peep it when somebody has like 20 viewers on twitch i can tell i don't believe in everybody is supposed to win that's why things are so fucked up right now anyway because everybody thinks they're supposed to have a trophy i'm rambling sorry um so like yeah that's something that like i considered what the fuck was i even talking about 
uh the kevin samuels and oh but the kevin samuels shit i literally said go i don't know what podcast it was and this is why i was talking about this i remember what podcast it was go but it was literally a year ago i think kevin samuels had like 50 to 60 thousand viewers at the time he had a small little follow like he had a following but it wasn't that big i literally said on that podcast yo i came across this dude named kevin samuels his talking points are really dope i fuck with some of the shit he'd be saying um and it needs to be heard and that's like i think this dude is gonna blow up go look for that podcast this dude is almost at a million subs a year later i was like i told you but now literally almost every stream and if you come through to my streams people yo have you heard of kevin samuels like trying to put me yo, this dude's really talking this shit bro i literally tried to tell y'all about him who cares you're just a going against the grain youtuber one day niggas gonna give me my clout they gonna give me my respect but i'm gonna stop talking by the time that happens bro uh once i get this big ass paycheck off of safe moon this is not financial advice <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh <laughs> so yeah he was saying do i feel like kevin samuels intentionally targets and embarrasses black women i would say no uh do i think he embarrasses black women yeah but i think at the same time they do it to themselves uh and what i mean is if you actually watch his show i find so here's one of the most disappointing things i'm still watching him one of the most disappointing things that i find with his content is not him himself I, there's a couple times where i do think he was a little bit rude and disrespectful like he pushed it and i think it's because he realized he needs to lean into the entertainment value not just the um he teeters on that line not just the knowledge uh but for the most part i think most people who come on his show are very rude and unformed that's one of the most disappointing things I, i've noticed about his content it's a reoccurring theme with the women that show up so hey to answer your question do i feel like he intentionally embarrasses the black woman no because on his show every show it's like a two three hour stream he does a monologue on things that he thoughts that he has about what's going on in society and then in the second half of the show he opens up the call lines on zoom and anybody can call in you waive your rights to privacy he's not forcing you these women voluntarily call in and i swear to god if you watch his content i'm pretty sure anybody who watches his content are gonna say amen because they notice this shit too like 90 to 95 percent of the people the women that call into his show you'll notice they say oh i don't even watch you or i just started watching you yesterday or i just saw a clip on world star they always come in very they come in very uninformed just trying to be right about something and then they get they get taken to school because they misquote him like it, it, it's like a master class do i feel like he's intentionally doing it no uh they're calling in and they're embarrassing them fucking selves like it's very rare that somebody calls in and has a civilized debate um about shit uh so i, I don't think he intentionally does it no i think they're embarrassing themselves and like some of the stuff that he says i feel like there's some truth to it like you know i'm the number one proponent of uh black women are beautiful that's literally that's literally been i don't think i'll ever change it i'm gonna be honest i thought about that i don't think i'll ever change it. if you come through the twitch streams at twitch.tv slash the black okage whenever somebody resubs to my channel dr umor pops up and he says black women are beautiful i purposely did that to put positive energy into the universe like it's constantly being said i'm like low-key like programming people like yo i'll remind you black i love black women i do like that's what i see myself with but that being said as much as i love them there's some truth to what kevin samuel says i do feel like uh he was talking about in the show the other day about how he's like who's allowed to criticize black women like black men are criticized all the fucking time every other ethnic group regardless of gender is always criticized and he's like who's allowed to who's allowed to criticize black women i think there's some truth to that uh you cannot tell some of these chicks shit they think they know everything mad aggressive masculine we not fucking with none of them chicks no more bro my next thing gonna be bad she gonna be feminine bro you can get on my game plan so uh i think uh do i think he goes a little bit too hard sometimes sure he can he can he can push it and be a little bit disrespectful um but i'm of the i'm of the notion of don't 
kill don't focus too much on how people say things i always focus on um i always focus on what they're saying like the message I, a lot of times people are not successful in life 90 not, like 90 percent of people in the world are very emotional uh, men and women and a lot of times y'all don't succeed because you're not allowed to adhere to the message because you're always you're always thinking about how you feel in the situation versus what somebody's saying to you this is where this is one of the reasons a lot of people a lot of content creators don't like me it's probably why i fuck with kevin samuels because of how i say things a lot of times you'll notice people don't ever question the things that i say they question how i say it who gives a fuck how i say it fucking two plus two is four right bitch the fuck are you talking about so if somebody's trying to give you real world advice like this chick called into the show she was fucking 300 pound yo i i called it too i put it in the group dm it was this was like last week it was a show he did last week i put it in the group dm i was like yo this i said go to this mark right here on the show i said that shit's gonna go viral right there and it went viral it was on world star going viral on twitter this 300 pound chick calls in calling him shallow and he's like shorty you're five four you're 300 pounds like men are visual you can never change she's like i think that's a little shallow you should get to no, know nobody wants to get to i'm gonna be honest i'm not dating no 300 pound chick sorry when people when i was at my biggest because i was almost 300 pounds at my biggest i was at 285 if i could pull anything i was happy but like fucking when people would come in my chat and in, in the comment section on youtube or on my chat on twitch and they would say i look fat or whatever if you notice i never i never said yo i'm not fat i'd be like yeah i am all right moving on to the next topic like i who i don't know where am i going with this do i feel like he intentionally does it because i don't i can go on a whole tangent about this shit. i love black women but i think everybody can be criticized there's nothing that's how we grow as people um that being said to add on to what you're saying yesterday kevin samuels was trending on twitter and I clicked on it. It's because Dr. Umar was talking a little spicy on his on his Instagram live, calling out a bunch of YouTubers and stuff. A lot of coon words were thrown around. So a lot of people are trying to set up the great debate. I'm here for it, bro. I want to see it. Dr. Umar versus Kevin Samuels. Uh, I think that'd be a fucking hilarious debate. Uh, I just got to find a good moderator to keep them on topic and talk. Because... Um, it could i feel like it could get out of hand but like i'm here long as it's long as it's a productive conversation because i feel like these are conversations that we need to have as black people we need to have more of these conversations you motherfuckers are not black folks are not perfect everything is not race related okay motherfuckers do not hate like some of you motherfuckers got issues why do you have why do you have three kids by four baby daddies that shit don't even make sense mathematically like <laughs> like why why is that a thing okay um we got to stop acting like this shit is fucking normal why are you so fucking aggressive there was one show where the chick called in and she was talking about she finds it offensive that uh men want her to smile well, why are you upset you can't keep a man i'm sorry i don't want to be around no tough ass chick that's just mad all the fucking time like yo you don't get to tell men what they want uh i don't know man I want to see i want to see the kevin seven umar debate long as it's productive get a good moderator out there long as it's productive that shit was trending i was i was like yo i knew he would blow up but i didn't I, I knew he would blow up but i didn't know he would blow up that bad like that's crazy um next question it comes from ap sketches and he says what is a song that will be a great description of your life so far and why uh a song i think i said uh was it davies different type of time look it up go on youtube spotify Search Davies, different type of time, because that's when I'm on a different type of time. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I don't know if I said it on the last podcast, but I feel like I'm completing. I believe in past lives. OK, like when I when I talk about my days as an athlete, that's a past life. When I talk about the days of being a teacher, that's a past life. 
I'm, I feel like I'm entering a, a, a new cycle, which means I'll have another past life. And in this, as this cycle comes to a close, because I feel like it, when I fucking leave Florida, I feel like that's when I'm closing the cycle. When the cycle comes to a close, I'm at a point right now where I'm reevaluating certain people in my life and I'm cutting people out. Um, so that, that, that song, I really identify. I'm on a different type of time. If I feel like you moving funny, I don't even want an explanation. I'm cutting you off uh, because where I'm going in my next step in life, my next journey, I'm leveling up and I want peace. I want fucking the shit that Kevin Samuels talks about. A man just wants to come home to fucking peace when it comes to his woman. Real shit. I don't want to argue with nobody. I don't want to. Whatever, bro. You're just going to be over there where you are. I don't want nobody snaking me. I don't want no drama. I don't want no extra shit. You can't take everybody with you. And I'm completing the cycle. So Dave East is on a. That's how I feel. I'm on a different type of time. Um, next question comes from. Marcus and he says, "Hey, TBH, the switch is wildly successful. Even celebrities have it. <laughs> I don't know why he said that, but <laughs> do you think, like even Soldier Boy has a switch. Uh, do you think this might cause Sony to look back into the PSP series again? I was a big fan of both the PSP and the Vita. Shout out to SoCom and the Star Wars Elite. Shout out to SoCom Fire Team Bravo. Mm, no, nah, I don't think the success of the Switch will make Sony want to make another PSP. Also, the PSP was and the Vita were specifically designed for handheld." Um, the Switch is a handheld console. Uh, it's, it's like a hybrid. I don't think Sony will do it. I'm going to be honest. I don't even want Sony to do it again because they can't. First of all, the PS5 don't got no fucking games. Um, if you like Returnal, I guess. Like, yeah, they, okay, they got one. We'll give them that. Ratchet and Clank is coming. Um, and then there's something else coming. Games are coming. But the PS5 right now doesn't have a whole lot of games. They need to focus on putting out games on the PS5. That's what I think. Um, and then also, I don't, I'm not really too interested in Sony revisiting the PSV because I believe in, like I said earlier, I believe in past lives and cycles. I, I feel like the cycle of portable gaming is gone unless Nintendo finds a way to bring it back. Like Nintendo's going to dictate that space because they always dick. They've always um, dominated the mobile uh, gaming space or whatever, uh, handheld gaming space. Uh, so I feel like Nintendo's going to do it if it does happen. But I feel like that cycle of portable gaming is gone. Portable gaming is done on your phone. Um, and instead, I feel like Sony should focus on what they have. They're talking about making a um, another. They're talking about making the VR headset too for the PlayStation Five. The last one fucking sucked. I mean, it didn't like it barely had any fucking games. They did anything with it. Sony has a. They have a. What's the word I'm looking for? A track record of putting out experimental shit and not supporting it. So I'd rather them support what they have right now, which is the PS Five. And then they got this second VR headset coming out that they announced. Nah, I'm good off the Vita. I'm good off that. Uh, but I love Fireteam Bravo. I, I would prefer them to bring back SOCOM. Bring back SOCOM for the PS5. Come on, y'all. Uh, Sneezing Oreo, he asks, how do you know a video edit is done? Like, how do you know that the edit was the best use of raw footage? And has there ever been a time when you rewatch a video you uploaded and thought I could have edited that better or differently? How do you know if it's done? Um, I don't overthink shit. Don't stop overthinking shit. Um, so here's, here's how I know it's done, actually. Uh, when it comes to editing, everybody has like different styles and philosophies. I'm not going to lie. I don't be in the mood to edit these days. That's why I'm getting a fucking editor uh, so we can step up the quality again. Um, my philosophy on editing is the editing should enhance what's already there, if that makes sense. Editing should. So like I got an analogy. This is how I this is how I view editing. Right. Um, I when it comes to women. I prefer a woman that doesn't wear a lot of makeup. I like a naturally beautiful woman. I don't want a chick that's like caked up. And then when you get home, she takes the makeup off and come on. Uh, <laughs> so I prefer a naturally beautiful woman. If she wants to wear a little bit of makeup, a little bit of eyeliner or whatever, that's cool. But I prefer a naturally beautiful woman. And if she wants to wear a little bit, 
that little bit that she puts on just enhances what's already there versus the woman that puts on a ton of makeup. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all seen these chicks on social media. They'll have a before and after picture where she looks like a fucking gargoyle and then she puts a ton of makeup on and looks like a completely different person. It looks like a baddie. I do not want that. So that's how I view editing. And what I mean by that analogy is I feel like editing is makeup that's supposed to enhance what's already there. The content should be who you are and what you're doing. So in my opinion, my content is how I speak, my jokes, my delivery, my timing, um, the perspectives that I give, the advice I give. That's the content, my voice, the thing, the, the energy that I'm putting into the universe. The editing is just there to you know, add a little bit of spice to it, add it to make it, make it a little bit more funny if it's like a funny moments video. But me personally, I hate when people make funny moments video and there's nothing fucking funny about it. It has a ton of special effects and wacky edits on it and you're not even laughing. And it's because they're not funny. They themselves have to actually be funny already and then it just kind of adds to it if that makes sense. So, you know, lightly put makeup on it. That's, that's my philosophy on editing. So I don't spend a lot of time thinking about how do I know if it's done or not because in my opinion, it's already halfway there if if i want to turn it into a video in the first place like it could be a conversation about cryptos and stock exchange and shit i don't need fancy editing and shit because i'm adding a ton of value just using my voice so think about the type of value you can add outside of the editing so you don't have to focus so much on the actual edit itself because if you're focusing a ton of on the editing then you have to ask yourself okay well is this is this a pretty girl or is this a girl with a ton of makeup on you don't want to be the chick with a ton of makeup on because when you pull it off and people here's here's an example of what it's like when you pull it off right when you take the makeup off let's say you have a ton of editing in your youtube videos a ton of makeup editing when they come to your twitch streams and there's no editing there and it's just raw you and they think you're boring they're gonna be like man i feel like i got scammed and shit it's the same shit like waking up to an like yo you had all that makeup on and you roll over in the morning you see your, oh! like it's the same shit so that's how i know i'm done i don't spend a lot of time like overthinking the editing and shit uh i focus more on actually presenting a good raw file if that makes sense that way you don't have to focus too much on the editing uh i don't know if that answered your i don't know if that answered your question um and then also keep in mind too don't beat yourself up too much because you don't get to decide what's good and what's bad uh the, the market does people gonna tell you whether or not it's good or bad as long as you're happy with what you make that's all that matters don't overthink it especially because the internet moves so quickly there's no such thing as like a perfect video anymore like when i was when i first started youtube i'd be editing a video i'd be editing my fucking heart out bro and i knew a video would go viral i can't say the same thing about nowadays like there's so much content there's so much competition just get out there and compete that's what i would say don't overthink it um next question comes from ren and he says what up tbh i recently built my first pc and i was wondering what are some good ways to practice video editing and if you have any what are some additional tips so you can give someone the only light video editing on the phone thanks uh keep up the phenomenal work so he's coming from video video editing on his phone to now he's finally got a pc youtube university man there's i'm gonna be honest there's no there's no right or wrong way to learn how to video edit you just had to do it i'm gonna be honest i just opened up final cut pro and i just started playing in it oh what does this button do what is it you have to get the best way to learn how to edit is you need to ask yourself why are you not curious you need to get more curious that's how you can watch some basic videos on youtube but the easiest way to learn how to edit is literally pick a saturday on your or any day where you're free and just put some video footage in your editor and just start pressing buttons and seeing what what does and what this does and what that does and if you want maybe go on google and and search uh video editing terms so you can learn what so like let's say you want to learn how to rotoscope you don't know what the fuck that is right i just gave you a word uh rotoscoping 
I think that's what it's called, where you like you can cut something out of any video and put it inserted into any. I know you guys have seen these edits before. That's like a, a super a more advanced type of technique. Uh, learn those type of terms or what keyframing is. Learn those type of terms so then you know what to Google when you're ready to learn it. And you can just watch the tutorial on how to keyframe if that makes sense. So I would say go on Google and and and, and search what are the most commonly used um, editing editing terms or lingo and then search tutorials for those and then also just get more curious ask yourself why you're not curious sit in that damn video editor and play with shit because that's how i learned i'm just now starting to learn the terms over the last maybe five years i i just sat in that bitch and started pressing buttons i'm gonna be honest uh so hopefully that helps uh don't overthink it just have fun with it and last but not least question comes from lazy man and he said should you start an LLC with a personal account or a business account? Just want your thoughts on that. I think I kind of answered that earlier. I don't even know why I wrote this down. Business account. Don't ever. The entire point of opening up a, the entire point of making an LLC is to separate the business from the person. So make sure you have two two accounts. Um, like I have an account for like GI money, basically. And like that money is I don't ever touch that. That's strictly for like if the world opened back up and we want to go travel somewhere from the money we make on the ads on the podcast. We got money for that, basically uh, separate it. Uh, and it'll also make it easier to do your taxes. That's another reason you want to separate it, right? If you mix all your money for your business in your personal account, you're going to have to sit there and look through all your transactions and figure out what was for personal, what was for personal and pleasure and what was for business versus if you have a personal account and a business account, all you got to do is look at your business account and you know all the transactions are business related. So it's easy to get your tax write-offs. So hopefully that helped. Make sure you make a business account. And nowadays, it's so when I was a kid, you had to walk into the fucking bank. You had to walk into the bank. I remember I was 15 years old, handshaking. Oh, my mom said, open up my bank account. You don't have to do that shit anymore. I literally, I have four bank, no, five bank accounts. Two of them are with Capital One. You, It literally takes five minutes to sign up for a checking account on, on Capital One. Just go in, sign up. Boom, bap, bap. You got an account. You can deposit money. You can start moving money around and shit. So just open another account. Uh, hopefully that helped. If it didn't, oh, well uh that's all i got for questions uh that's all i got on my show notes um so hopefully everybody enjoyed the show if you did make sure to rate it five stars i got errands to run and things to do plus i gotta edit this shit like i said i gotta be up in the morning got a flight to catch to yo auntie um, <laughs> maybe i am maybe i'm not uh so hopefully you guys enjoyed the show if you did make sure to rate it five stars on apple it helps me move up the algorithm which in turn helps bring in new listeners um, if you enjoy the show enough that you want to financially support it, please consider sending a donation to my cash app. My cash app is dollar sign the black Hokage 08. Uh, if you're watching the video version, it's right there on the screen where I'm pointing. Um, it's also in the description box, my, pay, my PayPal as well. Make sure to follow me on social media. Uh, links in the description box below the video version or Mr. Underscore I Keep It Real, twitch.tv slash the Black Hokage. We stream regularly over there. Um, other than that, I appreciate you guys listening once again, and I'll talk to y'all later. I'll see you on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.